Hi, guys. It's Tyla. I'm so excited to share this week's episode of the podcast with you. And first, there are a couple of additional things that I'd like to share. Later in the episode, we talk about the importance of not letting your perceived ideal circumstances get in the way of receiving the magic that's right in front of you. I think that that is really important. Additionally, as I discovered in the post-production of this episode, there's a really subtle discernment between being too tightly locked into your perceived ideal and recognizing and standing in your truth. The truth is the content of this episode is amazing and the sound quality of this episode is not. We had a really tight window of time to record this episode and we had technical difficulties getting on the call. Given those two factors, even though there was an echo on the audio, I decided not to worry about it because I didn't want to cut the interview short. Turns out When we edited the audio, the echo actually sounded worse than it did when we were recording. I'm sharing this because I think it's a really important lesson, not only for me, but for anyone out there who's creating something in their life. For me, the lesson is that sometimes it's not until after something has happened that you can tell the difference between standing in your truth and overindulging in your type A personality. And so I'm here to apologize for the subpar quality of the audio on this episode. And I really do believe that the quality of the content more than makes up for it. The last thing I'd like to share before we get started is that Sally and I got so excited about this week's guest that I'm not sure we did a very good job of introducing her. So before we start on the episode, I'd like to say that our guest this week is Tara Marino. She's a coach that Sally and I have both been working with. Sally's been working with her for over three years, and I've been working with her for about a year and a half, almost two She's amazing. Um, if you remember our episodes about the creme, which are episodes two and three, or the episode about the Live You Fully event, which I don't remember which episode number it was, but it was a really good episode if you want to go back and listen. All of those programs and events were events that were run by Tara Marino. We couldn't have been more excited to have her on as a guest this week. And this is one of my favorite episodes that we've ever recorded. I hope that you'll bear with us through the less than stellar audio of this episode. And that going forward, we can all begin to discern more quickly and readily in the moment the difference between the nagging voice of perfectionism and the truth about what we require. Thanks so much for listening. We're recording. We're recording. (laughs) Yay! Hi, Sally. Hey, Tyla. Hey, everybody out there listening. Welcome to A Year Ago Today, our podcast. <laughs> oh my God, Sally, I um, I know we usually talk about the best thing that both of us have been through since we last spoke, but can we skip that today? Yeah, we can skip it because this is probably the best thing. I know, I know, I know. Okay, I'm so excited that I really don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> I might just like pee on myself. <laughs> don't pee on yourself. We can take a break. Okay. So... Everybody out there, our guest today is someone who is incredibly special to both me and Sally. We've mentioned her many times. Many <laughs> Maybe times. every episode. We've had like <laughs> at least two full episodes <laughs> that are all about her. <laughs> um, and it's a real honor to have her here. Okay, I guess Sally, you just go ahead and... Okay. <laughs> no more. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to our guest. Hey, Tara. Hi, ladies. Oh my gosh, you're going to have me cry over here before we even get started. <laughs> cry and laugh at the same time. This is like such a beautiful honor, really, truly, to see you both in your brilliance, to be able to feel you and witness you. And God, ladies, you're doing it. I'm going to be quiet. Go. <laughs> I know. It's like, are we even going to get to the content? I don't know. We might just need to sit here and talk about how much we all love each other. Okay. That would be time well spent. That's um, true. So, Sally, sorry. Take it away. Okay. Okay. So, Tara, we would love for you to just close your eyes and get really grounded in a year ago today. And everything that was happening and unfolding around you. And to tell us when you're ready in one word, 
how you were feeling. Mm. It's actually two words, but I think I can maybe get away with it with you too. It's um, <laughs> enchantingly supported. Mm. Mm. That's a good little combo. Yes, you can get away with that. No one's yeah. ever said that before. Yeah. <laughs> and now we can tell our guests that you're here today because around a year ago today, uh, you decided to take your sons out of school. And so this is when school was starting up again and when it really kind of hit you. I feel like maybe like you could have changed your mind until school actually started. <laughs> mm. oh, boy, so tell us a little bit about briefly, because I know we have like lots to cover, I'm sure. Um, I guess just like what was going on and maybe what led to the decision to take them out of school. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was really trying to put myself, I love how you start the way that you do on this podcast, because to give yourself the opportunity to think about a year ago, really to the date and to feel where you were is so powerful. And actually a year ago today, we were on a sailboat in Greece. Mm. So we had taken the kids out of school and to speak specifically about that situation, you know, it was something that we Well, I personally had felt inside of myself for quite a few years. You know, the way that I live my life as an entrepreneur, I make my own decisions. I don't live by the typical set rules of what society sets forward. And I felt really out of integrity after a while sending my kids to school, following the strict schedule, the regime, the the homework that I didn't give a, you know, what about, you know, some (laughs) things are good, but you know, if I couldn't help my 10 year old with his homework, it was probably because I didn't use it or need it. So I was having a lot of trouble, like pretending with him that that was going to be important. And I wanted to talk about, you know, his visions and his goals. And did he want to meditate or do yoga with me? And I didn't really want to talk about, you know, an octagon or whatever. It was like a few years of that realization and then watching them to, you know, my, especially my youngest really start to separate from himself, himself and his desires and his confidence, trying to fit in to some box. And I just, I was, it was really actually tender for me in that I was on the phone with a client and she was talking in particular about a situation she had in school. And remembering what she had used to believe about herself. And here I was, this, you know, like 40 years later, helping this woman reconnect with her truth from when she was in school. And it was in that moment that I'm like, this is ridiculous. My kids already have this truth inside of them. Am I going to, you know, put them through this system of 40 years and then, you know, have them try to remember again who they were? So that's really where the decision originated from. And, you know, I'm happy to share anything about it because it wasn't an easy decision. And I will, I really think this is important to say to everybody listening. My intention in sharing all of this with you is not because I am a huge proponent of homeschooling or that I don't believe in the public education system or it, that to me isn't really the topic. For me inside, the topic is following your truth in your heart at whatever particular life stage you're requiring. So for us, inside of what we're going to be talking about or anything, wherever this goes, I'm open to you ladies taking it wherever you want to go, honestly, just to have some spirit come in and lead us. Because to me, it's not about is is a specific decision right or wrong. It's really given every family, any couple, any situation that you're dealing with, what supports your highest good in that particular life stage. And so for us right now, because it could change, you know, my, my son's 13. He could say, mom, you know, I want to go to school next year. My friends are there and, you know, maybe he likes a girl. I don't know. <laughs> so it's not about, you know, like putting yourself in a box and positioning around, oh my gosh, this is the right thing. You know, it's, it's about being flexible and about being open to change and opportunities and, and yeah, really looking outside the box because we do live a very, very unconventional lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so many questions are coming up for me already, but I think the biggest one and maybe something really important for our listeners to, to hear is I'm wondering what kind of resistance came up for you around this decision, both internally, um, and in your external world that you kind of had to move through in order to really step forward in this. 
Yeah, it's such a good question, Tyla. Internally, I, I was raised in the school system. So internally for me, this was like, honestly, the last shred of normalcy that I had in my life. <laughs> I mean, I left the country with two kids. You know, we, we live in Paris. We travel around the world for our business. There was not a lot of like, you know, nine to five mentality in anything we do, except school was like this last shred of normalcy. So inside I was like, am I going to make a mistake? You know, am I going to make a mistake for my kids? Uh, what are we going to do? Like the internal struggle, which uh, to be honest with you and everybody else, this is still something we're going through. How do we manage it all? You know, my husband and I work from home. We run two businesses and now the kids are home. So there was that internal piece of, oh my gosh, what does this even look like? Mm-hmm. The internal piece of what were my parents going to think? You know, I come from a family of educators. My dad's a professor. My brother's a teacher. My sister's a teacher. So, you know, this was a big, we, we, meaning, you know, anyone else in my family, we don't do this kind of thing. (laughs) So there, there was that, um, there was that internal piece and then the external factors, there was a lot of logistics involved in this. You know, how was it going to work best? How is the setup going to work best? It's actually great when we're traveling because it makes sense. We're on the boat. Or, you know, last year we ended up traveling. I was calculating this yesterday, six months out of the year, we were not in Paris. We were on a boat for a month. We were in Italy for two months. And then we were in the States for three months. And that's not counting like weekend trips. So externally, it's actually easier when we're traveling because it makes sense. Okay, just hop online, get on your computer. It's actually harder when we're in Paris. It sounds funny, but we're in one place. And I tell you, this is really true because I see these little kids walking to school in the morning and I'm like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're like, really nice. I school right now. <laughs> sometimes, honestly, yeah. you know, sometimes um, we're still really, really happy with the decision. Again, not so much because we think it's a right versus wrong, but we did something that we felt was true for us in our hearts and the change that we've seen in the boys. You know, Dominic has read, he's our oldest, he just turned 13. I think he's read, and this is this is not, I might be underestimating it, like 75 books um, oh since he got out of school. He's reading a new book, like honestly, about every four days I get a charge on my Kindle. I finally had to change my password <laughs> because it was like $50 worth of books a week. And I'm just like, come on, Dom. I mean, a $200 budget for a 13-year-old for Amazon? I don't think so. He's like, what? It's reading. Oh, whatever. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. How do you make it work when you're at home? I mean, I have thought a lot about this. I don't have kids yet, but I hope to one day. And I already have the same thing coming up inside of me that's like, oh, a lot of really deep these wounds happened for me (laughs) in school Mm -hmm. and I already know that a huge piece of my own resistance would be like but I'm not sure that I am capable or good enough to give them what they need yeah Um, yeah yeah I mean we've been this past year we started with the French school system and they had tutors coming into the house every day uh, then when we would go on vacation, we can't take three tutors with us. So we switched it, and now they're each in, which is working out beautifully, they're each in an online education system through London. And they actually have live class, meaning that they have to log in for their teacher at a certain time. So it is not me and Dave giving them their lessons or their studies. That's great. It was, was crucial for us. I'm not, this is not. Yeah, I don't know how you guys would put that in. No, no. And even with that, you know, the homework and they still, the big thing is like today is Monday. So my youngest has a very, very, he doesn't have any class today. His classes start tomorrow. So Mondays, this, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. Well, you probably both will. So <laughs> this last week, because we're only in our third week of school. And last week was really intense for me to be totally real with you because we had a problem with our internet. And so my oldest was in my office so he could get plugged into the internet 
Dave started coaching clients, so he was in the back office. Nico was in his room on the PC, and guess where mommy was? I was in my bedroom with a desk that I can't even fit my knees underneath because I had to get on the phone, and everyone was like in their room with the door shut with their headphones, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. <laughs> So we had to, to adjust. Yeah, exactly. Time to go. <laughs> so we're, but here's the thing for me. You know, we make adjustments where everybody has, we're getting the, everybody their own separate space. You know, you kind of, you go with the flow, but I will tell you, you know, for me, it's alive in my house. You know, it's real. We're moving. We're together and we get to have some of the most beautiful conversations as much as you know, this ideal part of me. And I did a Facebook live this weekend about this because it was so big for me. This, um, this, this, you have to be, you have to be careful as well. I'm not getting stuck in an ideal. It's very easy for me to have, to want to have the perfect house, the perfect kids, the perfect workspace, the perfect husband. Everybody's dressed all nice and I have my silver tray. <laughs> and I, you know, parts of my life really are like that, which is, which is beautiful. And parts of my life sometimes are very messy, which is beautiful as well. Last week, the dog was running around. Nico was crying about something. Dominic got made captain of the football team and then he got sick and couldn't make the match. I mean, all of these moving pieces its life. But this morning, and this is a piece I wanted to share with you, I had my day all planned out. We're writing copy for the new launch, all of these kind of things. And I set the morning up and everything was going to go according to plan. Don't we love when we even think that that's possible? And Nico came in and he's like, mom, um, can you help me meditate? Like, all right, I'm going to not say no to that. This is why, right? He's 10. So I set him up with his bean bag and we lit a candle in his room and Dominic was already in class and I said, okay, I've got, I'm going to go downstairs to Boulangerie now because I need some space. I need to write copy and I'll be down there. So I'm down there for like 20 minutes. I got my headphones in. I'm deep in copy. And who do I see open the door? Nico with his journal, his, his new glasses and his big smile. And he sat down. He's like, mom, I have to tell you what happened in my meditation. I got some directions and I even drew some pictures. I was like, all right, copy's done. <laughs> my computer's closed. He's sitting. And you know, as much as like my ego and my, my faux New Yorker is like, come on, we got to get stuff done. You know, the truth is that this is why we're doing this is because I want to see my kids grow. I want to have conversations with them that matter. That's why we're doing it. Oh my God. I can just see him like coming in with his little journal. I I would love to know more about those deeper conversations that you're having with them now that they're home and the kinds of things Mm. that are coming up and the kinds of opportunities you've had Mm. to go places that you wouldn't maybe have been able to go if they had been in school all day, every day. Yeah. I mean, honestly, ladies, this has been the most surprising to me. I knew we were going to get more time together. That was obvious. And I really, you know, as much as sometimes I want a break and I disappear to the spa for a day, I really do miss my kids when we're not around, you know, and, um, we start, and if this isn't perfect, it's not perfect, not every day. We don't, we're not the Brady Bunch, but we really do <laughs> intend every day. We start with breakfast at nine o'clock. Sometimes it's nine fifteen, but whatever. We have breakfast together every morning and we talk about our intentions and we talk about what it is that's, that's happening and unfolding for the day. Well, I know you ladies know this, but, um, we're, you know, we just went through an IVF cycle. And there was a lot involved with this cycle. And since my oldest is, you know, they're, they're, they're boys and they're kind of at this interesting age. So conversations like, well, what do you mean Papa's sperm is frozen? And what do you mean they're going to put the baby in? And what do you mean, what are, what are your eggs? I mean, these things that they would probably either be talking to their friends about or never hear about, or, you know, just this where we're talking about the whole human reproduction system at breakfast. Oh, yeah. And mommy's going to go back <laughs> on the 30th, and they're going to implant the embryo. And they're like, how old is it? When is it going to be born then? And I get to explain to them, because it's already been developing in stages of the embryonic stage, that it's only a seven-and-a-half-month pregnancy. You know, things like this. Like, what? I, there's no way. 
you know, yeah. that we would be talking about that kind of thing. So there's science lessons. Well, and um, there's no way that they would get that in their biology class. Either. Yeah, no. It's true. It's They're still true. talking about octagons. Right? <laughs> in biology? <laughs> Whatever. In school. <laughs> so things like that. Um, the business all the time. They hear us talking about Elegant Femme and Dominic comes up with ideas all the time. Well, why don't you try this angle? Well, what do you think about this? Where they'll hear me doing a video and they're like, oh, I don't like it. You came on too harsh or something. You know, they just tell me what they think. So we have those kind of conversations and we have life conversations with them. At the beginning of this year, they each created a, a vision and a goal list for what it was that they wanted to have happen this year. And we just did it, do it like to three to six month increments. And then they write down what those visions are. And then Dave is really great at this. Dave helps them break it down into what it is they want to have happen each week in order to move forward during, you know, to that goal. So Nico started his own YouTube channel. His intention is to have 500 subscribers before the end of the year. He has his own Twitter and his, I don't know, his skin for Minecraft. He, I don't know, he designed these things. He's doing tons of research. And I'll tell you something that happened this weekend that would never have happened if they were in school. They follow this YouTuber. His name is Mitch something. I don't know. He's this, they love him. He, they're, it's like their mentor online kind of. He's this big, hmm. huge Minecraft guy. He was live streaming from the States this past weekend. So I let the kids stay up till two in the morning so that they could watch his live stream. Amazing. Um, because I wanted to support what they like, you know, and if we were on this rigid, 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 excuse me, rigid school schedule, we wouldn't have those kind of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. I'm just thinking about how cool as a kid it must be to be supported in that way. I, I babysit my boyfriend's niece once a week and she's 14 months old and I'm constantly thinking when I'm around her of how not to snuff out all of the natural goodness that she has, like her tendency to give her excitement, you know, when she throws mm-hmm. a tantrum, which doesn't happen often, but like letting her feel her feelings. Um, I know that's only more important as kids grow. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I wish I had had this as a kid. Someone yeah, who's like teaching you how to write visions and move forward on your dreams instead of learning about octagons. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, this is, um, <laughs> it, it, I, I wonder sometimes if they really do understand the, the opportunities in front of them. And also it's a balance still as a parent, you know, to, you know, still have some discipline, but it's, this is one of my, actually, just to be totally authentic, this is one of my big challenges I feel because I do really see them as such individual souls and they know that. And so they'll come to me with, you know, there's really not a lot of like separation with me, them seeing me as their mom. They do, but we have such a soul connection that they come forward with anything. You know, they don't really hide stuff and, They'll, um, everything I teach them, they like to teach me right back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we were in the kitchen last night and we were having a discussion and Nico, my youngest said, well, I'm going to actually have a boundary right now. And (laughs) if this happens again, then I'm actually not going to be eating dinner in the kitchen. And I looked at him, you know, and he's like, I'm just setting a boundary, mom. Just like you do. And I made sure that I was the one in charge of it. And I'm like, oh, the love. Right? They really. <laughs> You've taught them too well. Uh, so sometimes I'm like, just, you know, I totally want to pull that line that my mom used to. I just want to be like, because I said so. You know? Yeah. But they're like, my heart is telling me. I'm like, oh, God, please just go to bed or something. You know? <laughs> so it's always... It's this balance inside of me too. I do want to uplift them and and gift them everything that I can, and also teach them about you know the reality of of things like limitations and not being able to get everything you want when you want it, and how to deal with that. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm constantly trying to be aware of not making things. Um, 
I don't want to say too too easy because that's not really what I mean. I mean not spoiling them to the extent that they don't um, understand that things can be really challenging sometimes. You know, I really do want to teach them that lesson as well because that's where we that's where we grow. And they obviously have those opportunities. Um, we don't have to create them for them, mm-hmm. but I do my best to to embody that. You know? Yeah. Well, I was going to say that even your, your own life just is constantly showing that to them. So, yeah, because that's one of the things that I love about you is just the opportunity to grow also comes from when you don't get the thing that you want right away. (laughs) Absolutely. So true. So, so true. Tyler, you were going to say something. I don't know what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I do know what it was. I was going to say it's, it's so interesting because yes, you want to teach them all of these incredible things. Well, at the same time, still wanting them to be able to fully function in the world when they get out into it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Dominic said something the other day. I can't even remember what it was right now. But I was like, well, you know, you're not going to be able to tell, you know, your coach or somebody in the outside world, like, oh, oh, I know what it was. He He missed his tutoring group in the morning. And I, at that night at dinner, we were talking about, he's like, Oh, I just have to tell you guys, I missed my tutoring group. I'm like, what are you talking about? Your schedule's on the fridge. How could you miss your tutoring group? Well, dad told me today was the 21st. I'm like, excuse me. I mean, you have a calendar. You don't take my dad told, you know, dad told me. I'm like, you can go out in the outside world and be like, sorry. You know, my dad told me the, the wrong date today. Therefore I missed, you know? So trying to teach them all of that, but you know, that they're just, they're such fabulous kids. And one of the things Nico reflected to me last night, if things are a little, I am take responsibility. I have been a little high strung the past couple weeks, just planning out the, the launch that we have coming. And we have a really big fall quarter with the rendezvous coming up and the Paris experience. Like we have a lot of things. And then I'm supposed to be going back to the States for a month for this whole baby implantation. So I've been really trying to a little bit of a control freak the last couple of weeks. And last night, Nico said, you know what would be good, mom? Do you think we could just laugh for a little bit? And do you think we could just have some fun? Cause I think that would feel good. And this morning at breakfast, I was like, okay, I like prepped myself. I woke up like setting my attention. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a fun mom. I'm going to be a fun mom. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to not take things too seriously. I'm going to get back in my groove. Okay. All right. And we're sitting at breakfast and they were still in their pajamas, which they're supposed to be dressed before they come to breakfast. They were still in their pajamas and I was still trying to chill. I'm like, okay, don't be all, you know, anal about it. Just, it's okay. Chill out a little bit today. And I made a comment like, okay, it's the week now. Like the fun is, you know, let's, let's keep moving. Let's, and Nico goes, are you saying that we can't have fun during the week? We have to save fun for the weekend. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're too smart. They are. They're too smart. Oh my gosh. They are. I want to know what your biggest learning has been throughout this whole experience. Mm -hmm. Oh, honestly, this, this really has smacked me in the face last week. It's really being able to discern inside the difference between an ideal and that my idealisms that I can get very attached to versus the real vision and version of my beautiful life. That's really has been my biggest learning. Honestly, I know that we took the boys out of school with the biggest intention of, of serving them, supporting them, growing as a family. We knew it was going to be challenging and difficult. And yet there was a piece of my ego that really wanted it to look a certain way, you know, just everyday yoga, da da da. You know, I really had this ideal situation planned out. And I think as women, we do that often in our lives, you know, we, we think about whatever that next level or next movement or next decision is. And we paint this ideal around it. There's nothing wrong uh, with an, with a, the idea of an ideal. That's, you know, that's, that can be fabulous. We could set that vision forward. However, when you're in something to attach to an ideal and to struggle against what is actually moves you out of your beautiful life. You know, we talk about beauty, equaling truth, like the John Keats quote, beauty equals truth and truth equals beauty. So a beautiful life is really your most truthful, authentic life. So for me, this has been like a real world experience to remind me, get out of the ideal. Like, you know, this isn't some cookie cutter 
Pottery Barn Restoration Hardware Life. <laughs> this is real life. You know, I've got real kids. I've got real businesses. I've got a real husband. <laughs> I've got like, this is real life. Our little, and we have a puppy. Sometimes I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think. I just feel. <laughs> I can the other day when I was in the kitchen, and honestly, last week was a buzzer. Lucy, Lucy peed like three times in the house because I think she's not allowed in my office. I think she was feeling lonely. The kids were up and down with their school schedule. The internet wasn't working. Dave started coaching his clients and I was in the kitchen. And I was like, am I serious? Like I, w- I would have a baby on my boob by this time mm-hmm. next year. Like what am I thinking? And I heard spirit, honey, don't think about it. You don't think, you just feel. <laughs> I know that was right, but I don't know if that's always good. <laughs> you know, but I do like to live. I love to go for it. That's something about me. I think it's so gorgeous that you brought up, you know, not getting caught up or stuck in your ideal. Um, and it just hit me in a whole new way, you know, because coming into this podcast recording with you today, when we found out that we were going to have you on, like, I've basically never been more excited in my whole life. <laughs> but then, you know, I was like, oh, we, we require an hour and 15 minutes. And your team was like, she doesn't have an hour and 15 minutes. She has an hour. And I got really stuck in like, well, the ideal is an hour and 15 minutes just to get us grounded and set. And what if we have technical problems? And for a minute, I even considered being like, you know what? Like, fuck it. Let's just not do it. And then the voice inside me was like, are you great? <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be your ideal in order for it to still be completely wonderful. And that's like a Mm -hmm. huge lesson that I've had coming up um, in advance of having you on. So it's beautiful that you just said, you know, exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you were so honest with that too, because I think many times we do do that. If things aren't showing up exactly in our ideal, we have a tendency to be like, screw it, forget it. And the opportunity is that when we can let go and detach from the ideal, that really is where spirit rushes in. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm attached to the ideal, I'm completely closing off my sense of receiving. I am not seeing what's in front of me and what's being presented to me as sometimes the biggest gifts because I'm so stuck with my head like over here thinking that, no, 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 this is the way I wanted it to look. This is the way I planned it. This is the way it should be. And I'm missing out on this, you know, enormous, expansive canvas where spirit's like, honey, <laughs> look over here. You know, just look over here for a minute. Like if I'm, you know, hell's on, hell on wheels in the morning, wanting the kids to be this, that, and the other thing. And the two boys might be still in their pajamas with bedhead and they're cracking up about something. You know, Nico just started playing, uh, taking karate, excuse me. And he comes home at night on Mondays and I am dinners at seven, da, 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 da. You know, I like things. I like things to be a certain way. <laughs> and last week he came home. And I swear to you, my kitchen was utter chaos. Nico and Dominic, they were practicing karate moves in the kitchen. And I was just sitting in the corner, like just wanting just a moment of silence. And finally, I just said, this is, let me just go with this. All right, get up. I got up. You show me your karate moves, Nico. And all of a sudden we were all on the floor. Dinner was cold, but so what, (laughs) you know, it wasn't my, my ego's ideal, but there was so much more waiting for me in that moment that I wouldn't have been able to receive if I got stuck in what my ideal was supposed to be. Oh, life's great. <laughs> no, it's such a beautiful lesson to like look up and pay attention to what's happening around you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This has been a theme for me too recently. So this is fun that, is, that we're talking about this on the podcast. Now I get to like journal about it after because <laughs> clearly there's more there than I've already considered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's important to talk about because there's one thing where we want to give ourselves permission to create a beautiful vision, an ideal, I should say ideal, ideal vision of what we're wanting, put detail into it, you know, really bring ourselves into the emotional opportunity. Then when we're in it, we let it go. That's why we always say this or something even better because we really don't know, even though we think we do, you know, we really think we do. And this goes for like the smallest things to the biggest things like this. I don't know. I mean, I'm really, really scared. If I mean, I'm really scared if I can be honest. I don't know what's going to happen with this embryo. You know, through the whole IVF cycle, we have one embryo that made it. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And so we have one shot. I don't know what's going to happen. My ideal right now would certainly be to have a healthy, beautiful baby, but I don't know what God's plan is for me. You know, I really don't. So I'm going to go and we're going to give it everything we have. And then just like Tyler said, we have to look around. We'll pick our, you know, pick our heads up out of the ideal and we'll look around at the beauty that's being created no matter what. And we'll say yes to it. You know know what? It's not necessarily easy if you don't get your ideal or get what you want. But you, I, I don't know if we stayed stuck in our ideals and we didn't give space for spirit and beauty. I think we would be miserable. Yeah, totally. You know, I mean, and you a lot of people that live like that. Yeah, it's true. Well, and yeah. the sad thing is that I think a lot of people are living life that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because that a real knee jerk tendency is, you know, if I can't have it the way I want it, then you know what? I don't want that. Yeah. Um, it's totally mm-hmm. true. Totally true. And it's exhausting, you know, because you're fighting against something that just isn't. It's just not. Like, you know, we big dig our heels and like, I didn't want it this way. It's not supposed to be this way. I wanted it. And it's like, okay, that's that's working. That's working. (laughs) One of my my favorite things that I've started saying, and I guess I've been saying it probably like six months now, is (laughs) I'll just be like, all right. This is what we're doing now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, because it's like, well, this this is the reality at this moment. So how can we make it good? I love that. I do love that. Beauty really is everywhere. Truth is everywhere. What's more? That's that's like such a grounding thing. You're right. It's like this is what's happening. So this is what is. It's the same thing with truth. Like this is my truth right now. This is what's occurring. So. How can spirit assist me in finding beauty in it, even if it's completely 180 from what I was expecting? Mm-hmm. Well, There's so many gifts. Play. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, also something that was coming up really strongly for me when we started talking, and you touched on it, but we didn't really get into it, is you know you're saying we took the boys out of school, and you're completely open to that changing, and I think that. So often we make a decision and then we think that that decision has to stick for the rest of our lives. Yes. (laughs) And you're like, it's okay to change what's not working. Mm -hmm. You know, you must. I don't know if you all saw it, but a couple weeks ago I did a Facebook Live and I talked about women being stuck inside of decisions they made years ago. This is such a huge trap. I think sometimes women get paralyzed inside of decisions and they think, okay, how can I make the right decision? And what decision am I going to make that's going to support me for the next 50 or 100 years? <laughs> and this is like it's crazy. So yeah, not, it's a ton of pressure, ton of pressure. I, where women will say, you know, I made a decision last year and that decision is no longer working. Therefore, I must have made the wrong decision. And I'm like, no, 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 listen. You made the right decision at whatever point you were at. It was whatever decision you thought was going to support you. And if you've outgrown that decision, freaking give yourself permission to make a new decision. Mm-hmm. That's growth. That's evolution. That's shifting. That's success. That's a good sign. It's not a sign of failure. Mm-hmm. Totally. I've loved both of those. That's because you did that one and then you did the one with the eyelashes. Yes. <laughs> Those are great. <laughs> yeah, I have my full See, I made a decision. I got false eyelashes and I need to make a decision. Take them off. I got an infection in my eyes. <laughs> I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna stay stuck inside of that decision. But that's like funny to say, but it's true. So many women do this. They're like, no, I you know, I have a, a friend right now and they bought a really, really big house. And a couple years ago, and she doesn't want the big house anymore. She wants to do more of like what we're doing. She wants to travel with her kids. She wants to refine her life and have less things in her life. And there's a piece of her that's like, oh my gosh, but I got the big house and everybody sees the big house as a success. And I thought this is what what I wanted. And so now I'm afraid to actually admit that it's not what I want anymore. And whether it's like a house or a career or, you know, whatever it might be, we all need to give ourselves permission to really evaluate. And if things aren't working or they need to be refined, to have the courage to to make a different decision or to adjust and not attach to what else anybody else is going to think about it. 
People thought we were so crazy to take our kids out of school. People thought I was crazy to move to France with two boys. They're like, oh, your husband must be French. Nope, didn't speak a lick. <laughs> you know, I mean, I people are going to think, oh, you got to wait till you see what's coming next, girls. People are really going to think I've lost it. People will think you're crazy when you're moving in the direction of your authenticity. That's a really beautiful reflection because if you were just stuck in the whole drum of what everybody was doing or what everybody expected you to do, you wouldn't be living your authentic life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Something I think I've not even understood, or maybe I have understood it, but I just now I'm understanding it more deeply, is that if you relate to change as a bad thing, it's so much more likely that you only see your life decisions as being right or wrong. Oh, totally. Um, Like one of the very first things that came up for me inside the creme actually was um, how I relate to the element of change. And I realized that... I only related to change as something that was forced upon me. I never was able in the past to relate to change as something that I could choose. And, oh, my God, that makes your life hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I feel like when I think about change, I'm like, oh, if I don't like something, I can change it. And it's fun and exciting and expansive. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is a huge awareness, Tyla. I'm sure so many people could relate to that. Really, the idea that just change is something that's forced upon you, not something that you actually step into from a place of power. Mm-hmm. And, when you, and the, when you get to that place where you're like, oh, I can choose change, the whole world just becomes so much more fun. Yeah. And open and exciting. Well, yeah. I, I think, too, that some of the reason, and I don't know if you all want to go here or not, maybe it's too deep. Some of the reason I find that women don't choose to change when they're being called to is because they're actually afraid of that level of responsibility. When we've been kind of raised with or been in situations where we feel like the only time something changes is that we're forced to do it, then we kind of start to step out of our opportunity to respond in mm-hmm. authentically. And so when I see women start to really understand that, wow, I can make a change with that change comes a responsibility that you're stepping forward in your life. So if something, you know, doesn't go exactly the way you want, or if you do have a huge growth opportunity inside that, you have ownership of it. It's not, oh, well, they told me to do it. She told me to do it. He told me I couldn't. She told me I could. It's no longer that surface level conversation. It's, whoa, I'm really co-creating my life with spirit, which means I have a huge opportunity and responsibility to show up and take ownership of the choices I am making. Mm -hmm. I think that What you've just described is exactly how I felt before I began working with you, Tara. I was like, all the bad, not necessarily bad, but undesirable things happening in my life, none of them felt like they were exactly my fault. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. that's the first place I go. I'm like, whoa, how did I create this situation? (laughs) Yeah, what's in it for me? And it doesn't even need to be like fault. I mean, I know you just said that word kind of lightly, but I think that's something that as we start to grow spiritually, that we can sometimes misinterpret. I I don't know if you've both had this experience, but when I first started growing and was on the evolutionary path and started to understand that my thoughts, my vibration, all of that was impacting my external world and there was a beautiful reflection going on, when I first started to feel into that space, I can remember the first time I got sick and I was like, oh my gosh. I did this to myself. You know, what did I do? What did I think? What did I do? What did I, you know, like really taking it like really harsh, harsh, like, oh my gosh, I brought this upon myself. And as I grew to the next stage of spirituality, I chose to see being sick as an additional opportunity to let go. I chose to feel, you know what, there's something here that I'm clearing. Yay. Congratulations to me because I'm moving to the next level. There's something inside my body that I no longer need and I'm letting it go. And so like that little subtle, subtle difference as we grow spiritually, that it's not as much a fault from like a punishment standpoint. Cause I think that's sometimes how people see it. Okay. I, I did this. So I'm getting punished or that it's somehow my fault, but that there's a growth and learning opportunity available. And that's really what it's all about. It's not a punishment. It's a learning. 
and, and what am I learning? And what is really here, you know, as we say inside of the Crown and Elegant Family, what's really here for me to receive? Make it, it's a good thing. It's not a punishment. It really is. There's something for me to receive here. What is it? I think that also comes back to something that we've talked about on the podcast before, Tyla, in terms of like people getting sick and the blame for that and like being blamed for that experience, mm-hmm. like being the victim. Yeah. Oh, so much here. <laughs> my biggest awareness while we're having this conversation is just how much more fun my life is now. <laughs> Yay. Because, I mean, even when I got triggered, I was talking earlier about when I got a little triggered before you came on the podcast, Tara, and I was texting Sally and I was like really in the trigger. And then I was just like, you know what? This is great. There's something really big here for me. Yeah. Especially when I was like, I just really feel called to let you know that I'm not experiencing this situation at all the way that you are. So. <laughs> Just so you know, but I'm fully supportive of what's happening for you. (laughs) That's when we know, though, too, isn't it? That's when we know where we're like, okay, there's something in this for me. You know, when someone's like, yeah, I don't don't feel that. I don't see that. But but that's okay. That's a beautiful thing to be able to do for each other and to be able to do woman to woman, you know, to really have that level of support and separation, you know, around it. Yeah. Well, and then you don't feel like a crazy person because then you're like, oh, this is is just a trigger. Oh, okay. Well, I know how to work with that. Yeah. Tara, I have to tell you too, I'm, I don't know if we will have said this to you before or not, but you know, Sally began working, working with you. Was it a year before I did Sally or was it longer? I think two. Two years. Um, and so when I finally began working with you, Sally was kind of just like, oh my God, thank God you now have the language to (laughs) (laughs) It was really great. That is fantastic. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is fantastic. We we often joke about that inside of Elegant Femme because it is we do have our own language. We, we've talked about this before, and I did, like, I'm sure I have some documents somewhere still half open on my computer. Started to create the Elegant Femme Dictionary, really, for oh all God. the verbiage and the, <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> that we use. Um, because it really does, it does connect you when you have a, it's a completely different conversation that you get to have with yourself and with another woman about what's really going on. It's no longer the surface level of, of you know, that we can all get stuck in from time to time. But I love that you share that. I really do. It's very, very precious. Well, and now I have to share one more thing because it's so funny. You know, it's been so helpful in my friendship with Sally, but um, also with Matt, you know, it's so funny. He came up to me yesterday and he was basically like, I'm running this race in the Bronx. And I know I told you that it's okay if you don't go, but I've realized that I actually really require your support. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. He's he's speaking the way I speak. Mm-hmm. Wow. And wow. it's so cool because it's not something that I've consciously, you know, sat him down and taught him. It's just yeah. the way well, I Well, that's the best though. I tried to coach Dave. That's not a good idea. You don't ever <laughs> want to try to coach your husband or your partner. I just highly recommend against that. The best thing is really osmosis. The, when I started embodying my femme types, Dave was the one who came forward and he's like, what are you doing? What is this? What does this mean? And I would just kind of tease him. I would give him a little bit and then go on my merry way because it was working for me. And I really wasn't interested in, in it working for him. Honestly, I found out something really cool for myself. And so as the years have gone by, he's asked more and more. And then to see him this past, oh my gosh, I'd say for him, it would be cool for him to do a year ago today because to see him from my perspective, what he's grown into in the past year, it's incredible. The men are really ready for something more. You know, they're not everybody, but a lot of men I feel like are being called forward to a new level of power that's more gentle, more subtle, and more potent than how men I feel have been represented up until this point. You know, this idea of being super macho and I've, you know, got to just come to the table like I know all my, you know, whatever. And that's not the kind of man that the world is needing right now. You know, I, I feel personally the world is needing men that are confident and humble and gentle and supportive 
and, and a quiet confidence, you know, and that's just what I see a lot of the men when a woman comes to Elegant Femme, a lot of them are drawn to a different kind of energy and they do start automatically shifting inside. Well, and it's like moving into a place where they can embody a true power instead of that false front of power. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh man, I'm so excited about life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good feeling. I love that feeling. Okay, so Tara, I know that we need to wrap up. So, Sally, do you have any more questions before we do our final questions? No, let's just do our final questions. Okay. Tara, now that we've reflected a little bit on what's unfolded for you over the past year, I'd like to invite you again to take a deep breath and think about how you're feeling now about the decision that you made a year ago and share with us in one word when you're ready. Possible. Mm. Possible. Or possibility. Even better. (laughs) And then our final question is, if you could talk to yourself a year ago today from the woman that you are Mm. today, what would you say? Oh. (sighs) Mm. I would say... I would say, you know what, honey? Keep believing in yourself. Keep following that heart of yours. It always takes you where you need to be going. No matter what happens with the baby, everything's going to be okay. And I encourage you to keep dreaming, to keep planning, and to keep loving. Knowing that each and every day, each and every year, you're unfolding naturally into more and more of who you really are. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Mm. Love that. Thanks so much, Tara. Yeah, I heard that, like, motorcycle rubbing in the background, and I was like, I feel like her dreams are just taking off like a <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can, like, mute myself when I'm, like, going to grab my water, but I cannot tell when a Paris moped is going to go by outside my window. <laughs> I think we're lucky that we didn't get the siren, like this total quintessential pair. Yeah, I think there might have been one. Was there? Okay, I tuned it out. (laughs) You're used to it now. It's perfect. It's perfect. Oh, my gosh, Tara, thank you so much. Yeah, this was great. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. This was fun. I absolutely loved it. I love what you're doing. I think this whole entire concept of a year ago today is so powerful, and I just wish you so much success you know, everybody that's listening, just to, to, to give yourself the opportunity to think about where you were a year ago today. And I know that's what you do on every episode. You're just giving this gorgeous opportunity for women to reflect on where they were and where they're going and give themselves more permission to, you know, live a life that's really a reflection of who they are and to receive the opportunities that they've had with, with gratitude, knowing that whatever it was that they were going through a year ago today has gotten them to where they are. And so I just applaud you both. This process was gorgeous. I was totally impressed by your professionalism, by all the emails I got and that my team saw, and I'm just cheering you on big time. This is going to be a huge success, and I love you both so, so very much. Thank you. I love you so much, too. Yeah, me too. Oh, oh. my gosh. And I love Dave. Thanks to Dave, as yeah. always, for <laughs> Tell Dave that if he wants to come on yeah, anytime. Yeah, we would love to have him. Oh, my gosh. That would be hysterical. We he haven't probably had would. a man yet. <gasps> yeah. You haven't? No, we're totally no. open to it. It just hasn't happened. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Well, a year ago today, he was sailing the Mediterranean, which is one of his biggest dreams. So I don't know. I'm going to send him an email later. You should. (laughs) You should. I'm sure he'd be totally flattered. Um, Tara, do you have a moment to speak briefly about your upcoming launch or if you need to go week? I do. I do. I am. I'm okay for a little bit more. Okay. Great. Do you want me to just run with it or are you going to ask me something? As we mentioned, (laughs) Sally and I both... Sorry, we came into this one a little on the fly. It's not as much pre-planning as normal, but we're just going to roll with it. Mm -hmm. Um, As we mentioned today and over and over again on the podcast, Sally and I have both worked with Tara in 
benefited in ways that are beyond words from her Mm. incredible guidance. And I personally can't recommend her highly enough. I know. I do it all of the time. I (laughs) I think that you need Tara. (laughs) Tara, you even do this when we're watching TV. We'll be like watching. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) We'll be like watching Nashville and we're texting and I'm like, these girls need a (laughs) That sounds like Dave. Like something will happen in the media. Like it'll be like Jessica Alba or something. He's like, I think you should talk to her. I'm like, oh, do you? Okay. Oh my gosh. So if you feel like you might need a little or a lot of Tara in your life, um, she's about to have a launch. Um, so Tara, tell us what program you're launching. I'm so excited about this because after the fashion show last year, which, you know, Tyla, you got to witness. Yeah, it was, I was in it. You were in it. Yeah, you were in it. <laughs> I'm like, hang on. I really want to like stand in the limelight for a second. Good for I you. A fashion show in you Paris. were in a fashion show in Paris. Tara made the clothes. Yeah. And the fashion show got a standing ovation from the Parisian press. They're still talking about it, Tyler. I had a meeting the other day and they were like, you know, don't let that tagline, I am beauty go because everybody loves that. And it changed the the man that was there. But anyway, that's a different topic. Anyway, but after that, after that, after that, I went into really deep reflection with spirit because that was the most fulfilled I'd ever felt in my life. I felt like every piece of who I was came together because I'd always, you know, been questioned before, Tara, are you a designer or are you a coach? Like I, people would tell me I have to choose. And I used to get really pissed off because I really am all of who I am. And that's been a, a really the underlying foundation of elegant feminine from the beginning with all the femme types, all it's about all of who you are. And so during that fashion show, I experienced a higher level of integration than I ever had before. And from that fashion show, I, we spent two months in Italy and I was working with spirit and and creating what I thought would assist women in a higher level of embodiment as to who they really are. And so we created the the beginnings of what was, what is called now live you fully. And we did a small little like sneak peek for women and really the event sold out in one day. We thought we were going to do four webinars. The webinar was done and we had no more places left. <laughs> so we're, we've really been developing since that. So, you know, I don't know how many months that is now, six, seven months, the whole Live You Fully concept and content. And we're actually going to be starting next, this week with a whole Live You Fully launch of, of challenges. So there's going to be nine days to awaken the woman within. So the Live You Fully Challenge, it's a complimentary challenge to assist women in more joy, more beauty, and more purpose in their life. And over the nine days, they're going to be awakening the woman within. So I'm, I, I honestly, I'm so excited about this. I shot 17 videos last week. That's a new record for me. <laughs> it, was, it really is. Um, it's a new paradigm for women to let go of the struggle, to let go of the sacrifice, and to really allow themselves a new way of existing in the world. The challenges are fun. They're super surprising. I can't wait to hear from both of you. Honestly, you have to tell me as you step into them because I know, I know some of them are going to be like, what? Day four, <laughs> day four for sure is going to be surprising. And even, you know, we, we enter into it and the challenges are done in less than 10 minutes a day. They're very, very strategic. They build on each other as you go through the nine days. They're very simple, yet very, very effective. So much so that the logical mind might be like, oh, I don't know. Is this going to be too easy? Is this really, you know, going to do something for me? And really important because women, so many women are addicted to struggle and addicted to this Mm -hmm. idea that has to be hard. And so the challenge is so conducive to you letting go of, of struggle and really moving into ease and beauty. So that's what's coming up. I can't wait. I'm so Who excited. Who doesn't want ease and beauty? I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if it's complimentary. Yeah. It and is. Anybody it's who's free. listening, I mean, I'm like 100% certain that anybody listening to this would love it. And this is coming out on Wednesday. So it's on the, it's the same day that they, that this starts, I believe, or that they can sign up. One or the other, or both. <laughs> but anyway, start, as soon yeah, as you listen starts. to this, as go soon as you up. get it, yeah. And if you register and you, you know, if you're you've registered a day other than when the challenge starts, it's no worry because you'll get every yeah. challenge email, so it'll be there totally. for you. It's totally complimentary, and I, I absolutely know that when women engage with this, that they will feel a shift in their life. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really, really excited about what's here. We've never done something to this extent, and it's got a lot of beautiful energy around it. So I really do invite anybody who feels kind of either like they have a, reached a plateau in their life and they're just not inspired by, you know, the day to day. Or if you're feeling really like lost and confused uh, in your life right now, and you know you're not experiencing the fullness of what you're meant to experience, this challenge is certainly for you. It's really meant it's meant to awaken the woman within. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about you know femininity or painting your nails. I'm talking about really a deeper truth inside of who you are. Mm. So gorgeous. And like I said, we can both attest to the fact that when you work with. Tara, you know, miracles tend to start happening mm-hmm. <laughs> all around totally. you. <laughs> totally, totally. So, I'm so yay. excited. Yay! yay. Um, so, so I'm going to put a link to that challenge in the show notes for anybody mm-hmm. who wants it. And yeah. Sally, anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tara, again, thank you so much. It's been such an honor to have this time with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pleasure. Honestly, it was so much fun. I adore the both of you. And this is really powerful what you're doing. Again, just to reiterate, it's fun, it's powerful, and it's meaningful. So kudos to both of you. And thanks again. Okay, yeah. We will talk to you later. All right. Au revoir. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Are you still there? I'm here. It says it looks like I've been disconnected from the internet. Yeah, I know. It said that that other time too, though, and I think it was lying. All right. Or I guess I haven't actually heard that audio. I don't remember. I don't know. Okay. And if it doesn't work, then we'll just, I don't know what we'll do. It's fine. Then we just won't have any (laughs) outro stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Okay. All right. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I did. That's like how I feel right now. It's like I'm having trouble talking now that Tara's gone and I can be really real about how I'm feeling. I'm just like, oh, my God, that just happened. How are you uh, feeling, Sally? I feel great. I feel the same. I'm ex- really excited still, even though it's already over. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, how many new awarenesses did you have? So many. So it was many. really good. Fuck. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to curse really, but like, <laughs> it's like every time I'm around Tara, just like light bulbs going off in my head. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. Anyway, <clears throat> so if you guys haven't got it by now, we highly recommend any and all opportunity to work with her totally. um, her nine day challenge, which is totally free. I'm sure is going to be great. All of her challenges um, are fun. I would love to reiterate the thing she said about, it can be really easy to look at something and be like, ah, this seems so easy and simple. It can't possibly be doing anything. Cause that's something that definitely has come up for me before. Um, just go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just let yourself do it. Let it be easy. And enjoy mm-hmm. the ease, you know? Yeah, totally. And then it gets to, like, sneak up on you, the change, like, the impact that it has. Yeah. That's what, that was, that has been my experience, at least. Yeah, then you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was so easy and fun. How could that have happened? Um, which is the way that growth is the most fun. Mm-hmm. As you already know, because I pleasure as my teacher is my thing. Yeah. Okay, so Tara Marino is her name. Elegant mm-hmm. Femme is her company. Live You mm-hmm. Fully is the name of the program she's launching. What else? Sally, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me at Sally Simply on social media and at sallymercedes.com for my writing and singing and at unmutedexpression.com for my business guiding. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to call it today. We're working out the name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm at tylafowler.com and Tyler Fowler on all the social media. And you can find our podcast at a year ago podcast.com and a year ago mm-hmm. podcast on all the social media. Mm-hmm. And, and at gmail.com for the, yes. for our email, which, you know, tell still us all the things. Email us. So this will be funny because this will come oh, yeah, out before the other episodes where you're begging people for email. Yeah, it's so funny. I was getting a little desperate and now we're airing the e- <laughs> we're airing the episodes out of order. But in one recent episode I was literally like begging people to email us, but now Sally has a funny story. <laughs> I can't like <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> Do you want me to read the text you sent me? Yeah, because it okay. was perfect. <laughs> so last night Sally texted me 
have to find it. Hang on. And Wait, she said, "Yeah, good, good." She you said, got it, you got it. "Laugh my ass off." <laughs> but I didn't. Um, say, I said LMAO. That's like. <laughs> that's what it means. Sound. I know, but I think it's awkward when you say it. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so she was laughing her ass off, and she said, "I'm listening to a podcast, and one of the hosts just said basically." And she quotes, I'm incredibly insecure and deeply seeking approval, so please rate and review us on iTunes if you don't want me to turn to the bottle. End quote. <laughs> His co-host said, well, let's not blackmail our listeners. And the other guy was like, is it that bad? <laughs> and I was like, oh I my God, it. like me. Um, I'm not deeply insecure, but I would love for you to rate and review us on iTunes because it just makes us really happy to hear yeah. from you. And you can email us. You can, I mean, however you want to reach us. The reaches, however, we would love to also know like where you're listening to us. That's my own personal thing. Basically, we just keep giving you ex like reasons to email us. You can email us to tell us where you're listening to. Is it iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play? I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> tell us everything and what else anything they email us about. They, you can about email their us day. If you do Tara's challenge and you want to yeah, share that would how be it great. went for you, we would love to hear about it. That would be super awesome. Um, if you have any questions for either of us about working with Tara, we're totally open to receiving those questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've worked with her in different ways. A so many bit, different so, ways. Yeah. And so many different levels of investment, too. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So you that's know, awesome. Basically, anywhere from $97 anything. to $20,000. And free also. We've and free. <laughs> so that's great. Um, oh you can Tara, also... If Tara listens to this, she's probably not going to appreciate this part. <laughs> no, she'll laugh. She'll laugh. Um, and if you like our intro-outro music, you can follow Zena Hell, Z-Y-N-A-H-E-L, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. I always wonder who listens to the ending part because that's one of my favorite parts. I love that part of, from any podcast, so I, I think that it's it's sad when people don't listen to it Aww. all the way through. Nice. <laughs> but all it's right. okay. So if you're still listening, we extra love you. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and that's a lot of love because we love everybody yeah. who listens so much. So if we extra love you, like you can't even imagine the amount of love we're beaming in your direction. But it would be easier to beam your – Love your way if we knew who you were and where yeah, you live. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And <laughs> so <yes>. email us. <laughs> but not with your address. We won't stalk you. <laughs> That's I mean, it. If you want to send us your address, you can. <laughs> then we might send you a gift. Anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> now everyone's going to email us and be like, this is my address. Send me a gift. I hope great. so. <laughs> but you have to say something else. You can't just say send me a gift. You have to be like, ah, uh, this is what I love about yeah. your show. Or like, this is what I don't like about your show. I hope we don't get many of those. But they'll be like, I don't like when you ramble on forever at the end. <laughs> Sally and I are just on a high right now, I think. Yeah, it's really great. Also, this is, I really like long outros. I think that anytime that I'm listening to, like, let's say Gilmore Guys, because I feel like they do this all the time. Uh, well, their they'll podcast be like, is three hours long. Yeah, it is. But, like, they'll be like, okay, well, let's wrap up. And then they'll go on some other tangent. And then an hour later, the podcast will be over. <laughs> <laughs> that won't happen here. We promise. You can see on the thing how much time is left. It's not a lot because we're going to go now. Peace out. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>